Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's an acronym. It stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Whoa, hi. How you doing? It's Mike Spiegelman and Carl and... Oh, yes. We have a very special guest. My brother, Adam Spiegelman, returns to our show. Hi, Adam. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. My brother has one of the best podcasts still in distribution. You can find it at Proudly Resents. A really good cult movie uh, podcast and a big influence on this show. So, hello, welcome back, Adam. Oh, thanks for having me, and uh, good to meet you, Mike. Is it Spiegelman or Spiegelman? It's Spiegelman. <laughs> oh, I okay, would... good. And I'm really Carl... excited to have you. Maybe we won't have a celebrity comedian countdown today. Are we having a celebrity comedian countdown today? Oh, uh, whatever you want to do. I have right. them in my back pocket. We don't need to do it. We have Adam. Apparently, yeah. I'm neither a celebrity nor a comedian. A comedian. Can you count right. down? I. Sure, from where? It depends from where. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> we we are right now streaming first on mutinyradio.fm. It is the internet radio station based in San Francisco and broadcasts around the world. So, hello world. Get our podcast, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's why we say the acronym up front. Find the podcast and at your leisure, listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time. Maybe you're even lazier. We have a YouTube channel, Carl. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Moderate. Thanks. And uh, he actually syncs the movie with the podcast, so you don't I'm have to curator. do that extra step. And you can watch it anytime at LW. At your leisure, leisure, not leisure. At your leisure. That word is so banal. <laughs> <laughs> Did I pronounce that word right? Uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T is our YouTube channel. So we want you to like someone and smash them. Not not anything related. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? We will watch this week. We're watching Brooke Shields again. It's our third movie. Brenda Starr. Okay, Brenda Starr, 1989. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Brenda, you know how to spell that. Stars with two R's, 1989. And then it goes on to say what? It says Brooke Shields and um, – but anyway, you will find the channel that is Gamer. Something Gamer. That's your channel. It's I-R-S-Y-A-D. Syad Ur-Syad Gamer is the channel we like. Brenda Starr, 2Rs, 1989. All right. Sounds good. Let's take it from Carl. Go find Brenda Starr. 1989, that's the one with Brooke Shields. Lorraine, the dad, gamer, is uh, hosting it for us. Find the link, click it, hit pause, move it the timer to zero, zero, zero. And now, without further ado, Carl, take it away. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Kathleen Wilhoyt. Welcome, Kathleen. So today we're watching Brenda Starr, 1986, and this is why we have you on. You are playing the character Hank O'Hare. This character is very, very masculine, you know? Was that fun for you? How did you feel about it? I mean, you're in a suit and tie, right? Well, I'll just tell you, I was on a roll at the time. I was getting cast in a lot of things. I even looked at an old interview where I actually said the words, getting acting jobs has never been very difficult for me, which <laughs> is so not far from the truth today. <laughs> I, I I was shocked. It was an interview I did for CNN. And, that, and I would say that Brenda Starr was amidst a series of gigs that I just got cast in without auditioning, which to me is the gold star of an acting career. If you don't audition for something, it's just fantastic. I mean, to me, it's the greatest thing in an actor's yeah. life. Like, you, you know, of course, people who don't have to audition for, uh, for jobs, um, just, you can see them just bask in the glow of a fabulous life. And I got to experience that for a brief period in my life, and it was fantastic. So I didn't audition for the part of um, Great. Hair. I was cast in it. Um, and I was so, as they say in uh, whatever, full of the beans or whatever, I was so um, just full of myself, I guess. You had a big I don't head know. I didn't even read the script. I was just like on a plane flying to Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. So I'm reading the script and I was like looking for my part. And it was, I was, I couldn't, I kept having to reread like, which part am I? I read the <laughs> script. And I was like, I don't know what part I'm supposed to play. I remember I got off the plane. I called my manager. He said, oh, you're playing Hank. I thought, Hank, I thought that was a, like a dude. I don't know what yeah. out of my mind. And then I looked at it in my hotel room. I was like, oh, shit, this is a cartoon movie. So uh, I also have a thing where I can't stand to suck. I can't stand it. Mm -hmm. So I thought, wow, how bizarre that they were like, we got to get Kathleen for this part. So then I just surrendered to it. And I was like, you know what? It's kind of awesome to get to play a cartoon character. It's kind of cool. I did some research on it. And, uh, well, I, actually, at the time, there was no internet. So I guess I didn't do any research on it. The library. Yeah, and I didn't go to the library. But so I just started to try to figure out how to play this role. And I remember I went into makeup and hair. And the makeup person was like, we're going to paint freckles on your face and yeah. costume people are like we're gonna put a pillbox hat on your head and then you're gonna have a hank of hair that curls up on the pillbox hat and you smoke a cigar all the time I was like oh and so then I developed I just went and kind of did a crash course again not wanting to suck and developed my character um you know, and the voice, I think I had a voice yeah. in that, hey, you know, Hank O'Hare. And I think I just thought, like, the way to not suck in a cartoon movie is to go broad, be big, own it, don't apologize. 
and just swan dive into the clown of it all and hope you hope you stick the landing so that's basically and you really did i mean the clown of it all like uh, like when you're in the hospital scene uh like you're you're quirky and you're moving your head around you're way pronounced and over exaggerating so I thought you were only in Jacksonville because half of it was shot in Puerto Rico, but I really don't think you're part of that. You were in you were in the the press offices of the Flash. Uh, you were in the hospital scene. I think you had a scene on the street, if I recall. Was it a quick shoot for you? Well, how about this? Because this is a sentence I haven't had the privilege privilege of uttering in since then. I was doing two movies at the same time. I was doing a movie in New Orleans called, geez, I don't remember what it was called, but my friend David Nydorf was in it and mm -hmm. Jennifer Jason Lee. I can't remember what it was called. So I was doing that movie and I was doing Brenda Starr and I was flying between New Orleans and Jacksonville doing uh -huh. both movies. So I was only in Jacksonville, never went to Puerto Rico, did you say? Yeah, yeah, they I did. I never went there. Um, and I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> well, 1986 was a big year for you. I mean, at least in terms of the releases that came out. I mean, films get shot, of course, before their release, but you had Witchboard. You also had a movie called The Morning After, which we've also done on our podcast. That was with Jeff Bridges and Jane Fonda. But my... Your best thing in 1986 is you were starring your handcuff to Charles Bronson in a great film. I don't know if I call it a great film, but it was a Charles yeah. Bronson film. And Charles Bronson is amazing and cool. And, you know, the thing that's embar that embarrasses me about that is, like, it was um, it was not a realistic script, obviously. Uh -huh. And I feel like at the time I was in New York doing a play and people would follow me around sort of going, Hey, butthole. Hey, you know, like doing like the crazy names of the, mm -hmm. the character was supposed to be like a potty mouth, but it was kind of psychotic because it wasn't any kind of name that anyone would ever call anybody. And again, at being a beggar, not a, uh, chooser what beggars can't be choosers I was happy to have the part and I was happy to work I didn't you know it wasn't I've never gotten to choose the parts that I play um, mm -hmm. I, which is really to me the sign of just enormous success yeah and I still look forward to the day when I get to choose the parts I get to play but as, right office. now and back then I was lucky to get what I could get I got you. Now, you said you didn't really remember the shoot. I was going to ask you if there's any stories or anecdotes about Brenda Starr. Uh, maybe something that, you know, I mean, well, did you speak with Brooke a lot or you don't yeah. recall a thing about it or? No, I do. I do. I mean, Brooke is my age, right? She's, I think probably we were born at this uh, in, in within like two or three years of each other. So at the time we were both in our 20s. Yeah. Um, and I remember seeing her at the hotel and her beauty was otherworldly. Like yeah. I remember going, oh, that's, that's a different kind of pretty than I've ever seen in my life. Cause her face, she's tall. Uh, and she was super famous at the time. 
Yeah. But it was still Going to like Princeton. remarkable. She was remarkably beautiful. And I thought to myself, I remember consciously thinking to myself, that chick would not be able to have a normal career in some small town in the United States because mm -hmm. her looks were exceptional. And, uh, and then her mother was also a big, big character in the cast and crew. She had a big presence. Her mother was kind of body and she and Brooke had a very, very close uh, relationship. And there was a lot of, I remember people being a little intimidated by her mother. Mm -hmm. um, her mother kind of uh, inserted herself in a lot of the decision-making uh, decision making in the production of the film. And I think at the time, and this is vague, of course, but I think that was really at, at, a, at the beginning of when Brooke was starting to want to take more control of her own career and life mm. at that time. She was in well, a, probably in her early 20s, I would suspect. Yeah, so she was like 20, 21. Well, I know that she was in college at the time and we graduate, what, 22, I think is when you graduate. Yeah. So it must be a young 20. And that's also the time in which you look at your parents and start to rebel. But her mother was a big part of this film even getting made. I mean, she pursued the director, and she was the one who pulled the people together to do the financing and everything. So oh. it makes sense that she's like large and in charge like that. Yeah, very much so. And, you know, there, she's in the lobby and gesticulating. But I, I found her to be, love, you know, funny. She was always nice to me. Uh -huh. I had no, you know, who am I? I'm just, a, you know, an actress in the thing. And, and um, um, Brooke had like an assistant... She had like two people around her that were our age that were her good friends as well, uh -huh. like assistants or something that she hung out with. But I was also going through my own kind of self-destructive, you know, phase of life. I don't know if I was probably the most professional. <laughs> Yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I can tell you that. When I look back at that time, because I had such an abundance of opportunities, kind of, it felt like the Brinks truck backed up and dumped <laughs> money into my backyard. And it, now, again, I say this because that's not my life today. And it today. wasn't my life like in my 30s. You know, I've had to work really hard and I'm grateful for any job I get now. And but at that time, I got to experience my little 15 minutes, and it was, I loved, I had a blast, and I was simultaneously uh, self-destructing in a, a kind of pathetic way, you know, drinking a lot and doing whatever uh, destructive stuff I could. I think maybe I could not really handle my good fortune and felt mm -hmm. unworthy inside. Like if they really get to know me, if they really, they'll see I'm an untalented kind of ding dong student. Oh, wow. I mean, it's just so sad. Yeah. I think of myself because now I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Why would you ever do that? But at the time, you know, I just, I, you know, look, we all go through our phases. Yeah. Do, yes. do you have a phase like that? I mean, yes. You know, We've all been young, you know, yeah. and we don't have our perspective. And right. I can imagine being young and getting all this uh, success thrust upon you 
and uh, you're kind of like navigating it yourself and and there are new experiences. So I could absolutely see you like making or, or whomever uh, making choices that you wouldn't make today with a much more, you know, you know, you were kind of saying today, I think you're really working a lot today. I mean, what you what do you have CSI Vegas is that's Oh yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, yeah, I did that season that killed me. Oops. Oh, yeah. don't spoil, right? I know, right? I did that season, and I had a ball. That was great. I got to work with Marga Helgenberger, and I've worked with her before, so it was fun to see her again. Um, but you're. I mean, I feel really good about my life. It's just that. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I have a lot of joy in my life. I guess, you know, you have to go through things in order to get where you are. And today yeah. you know, I'm a mother of three, three grown children, you know, they're all doing well. I'm proud of them all. Great. I'm happily married. I love hiking in the mountains with my dogs. I love my friends. I love Southern California. So, I mean, you know, like my story has what I perceive to be a pretty good, solid happily ever after I even tell my students because i also teach mm -hmm. arts, and also i'm teaching at ucsb this next semester but i tell them listen if i get hit by a stray bullet someday every one of you should know that i had a good run because i did i've had a lot of fun in my life it's been really... and, and it's ongoing i mean you were yeah. just in yellowstone uh you yes. did seven episodes of that cartoon that uh summer camp island i think oh yeah yeah that's then. fun yeah, and you know, I never got to see, but I got, I guess I could say that I've worked with, um, who is the guy who played my husband? He's like a famous English yeah. actor. I yeah, and I could get to say, like, oh, I've worked with that guy, you know, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> In a virtual way, right? Yeah, I never got to meet him, but you know, he sure is good. I saw him in Red, this play about Rothko, Philip Rothko. Philip so Rothko. I understand that you auditioned for Phoebe on Friends. Right. Oh, that's the um, yeah, yeah. I did. That would have been great. Right. That was. Um, I tell that to my students when I talk about uh, auditioning. Um, I went to the network, which is like the final stage of the auditions, and it was me, Pam Adlon, and the chick who's Phoebe. What's her name? Yeah. The blonde. Um, I, don't know. I know her as Phoebe, and every time I see her in another movie, I think, oh, Phoebe's branching out. I know. I can't Who believe I can't remember her name. She's just obscenely famous and, and successful mm -hmm. and delightful, and everyone loves her. Anyway, she was there, and uh, I I was going to do like a whole – I had dyed black hair at the time, a, a lot of black eyeliner. I wore uh -huh. like black – I was going to do like a whole uh, Chrissy Hines kind of ding-dong. You know, oh, the character was supposed to be kind of – but she did like a hippie thing. Anyway – Rejection's God's protection, you know. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a second or third place situation. And you know, who knows how my life would have changed if I had. It would have, yes, absolutely. You know, it would have. Yeah. So, um, uh, last Brenda Star question. I kind of don't think it was on your radar the release, but there was years and years of waiting for this thing to release. Were you ever, I'm sure that you were moving on to other acting parts at that point and you weren't sitting there going, when is Brenda Starr coming out? Did you have any, did it ever cross your mind? When is this movie going to release? Good question. I would tell you that 
one of the things that I love about acting is the actual acting part, ah, the actual okay. sending and receiving and doing the thing and cut and makeup and hair and creating the characters. The thing that I'm not as much a fan of is the release, the uh, screenings, the interviews, the post, yeah, post acting stuff. That stuff makes me. Uh, I'm not comfortable with that. So the answer to your question is because I I have never been thrilled about the opening of a movie, nor have I ever carried a movie outside of Murphy's Law. But even then, that was such a Charles Bronson was such a strong draw and presence. It's not like they were like it's the Kathleen Wilson how was a Charles Bronson movie, and right. so. Um, I could tell you that I don't have a consciousness. I don't care. I didn't care when it was released. I didn't, I, I like, I don't even watch. I'm also one of those actors. I don't like to watch my stuff. I never saw Oh, it. you're I one of those. Really? I don't watch it because I see like a chin on a butt floating around a screen, like in a voice. Yeah. I can't see myself with any kind of, I mean, I sometimes I will. Like I told you, I ended up watching I don't know how I got onto it, but that CNN interview of when I was in my 20s saying, like, I've never oh. really had to work hard for an acting gig. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> what? But it was true at the time. It was true, it was at, the true at the time, I can mm-hmm. tell you, for that little tiny window. And I had a record deal, <laughs> and I was doing cartoon and movie. Yeah. I had a really good manager back then who I didn't treat very well and who – really provided me with a lot of opportunities a, a man named alan summers and he um probably the one of many foolish moves i made in uh, retrospect in my acting career was firing him so. yeah yeah i got gotcha. you and we will all have the you know you would want to go back and, well i don't know that you'd want to go back and change stuff because you turned out great you know well yeah you were describing things you know Right. So it did work out, I have to say. But absolutely. Is, I do have a few things of like, oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> did you do that? You know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I guess we all it. do, and everybody does. Yes, right? it's really true. So I, we're about to do this countdown and watch this film together, but I still have one last thing. I would like to see your eyes. I hear that they're different colored. Can you show me this? Mm-hmm. You are human, right? Oh, there we go. So, does that do you feel about having different colored eyes? I'm sure nowadays it doesn't even cross your mind, but I mean, in the past, you must have thought, what did you feel like it was strange? I mean, it must have been, it's attractive in a way, it's different, it's quirky. I never, you know, that, you know, I just make jokes. I'm the girl with kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nah, that doesn't have, you know. And a lot of times I'll tell people, I got two different colored eyes, and they look at me and they say, no, you don't. Well, like, I've been trying to see it throughout the whole interview. I had to get up close, you know? Yeah, it's like one is brown and green and one's green and brown. So. Well, that's very unique. It's very, <laughs> you know, it's it's neat. <laughs> okay, now. All right, now. We, everybody at home is poised to press play at the same time we do here in the studio. So everybody's queued up and ready to go. So why don't you go ahead, Kathleen Wilhoyt, and give us that. 
Celebrity Countdown. Three, two, one, go! All right. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian Countdown, for that, that Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Oh, worst president ever. Triumph? Oh, it's a triumph. Sorry. Do you I mean see Truman? Trump's name everywhere. Because he will be in this film. The worst president ever, Truman, Harry S. Truman, will be in this film. But now that we've got Trump, is it really true anymore? He's not the worst. Right. Sure. Maybe there'll be another worst president. We'll have to wait. Brenda Starr, the cartoon show, the comic strip. I can't believe right, you guys well, made comic strips political. This is a comic strip that was in, um, well, oh, Jeffrey out of the Jeffrey Chicago I'm out of here. You guys remember this from growing up, right? In the Sunday funnies? Can I just Ledger? About this? I, I, I'm not that smart. Like, I, I couldn't follow the, it's only three panels a day. <laughs> Nothing really happened, and and you don't read it every day, and you don't know. I always got lost, so you can really it was fall cute. It had like a tiny little nose, and I'd read. That. I'm always like, look out behind you, Mary Worth. <laughs> nope. yeah, I can't tell them apart. Look out, Rex Harrington. Timothy Dalton is in this movie. Yeah, he had a career, and like, did you know it, he existed before James Bond? I knew he was in this movie. Well, he was in Flash Gordon, wasn't he? Yes. yes, he was. Yes. yes. He was like a famous British actor. So this is cute. Like, comic book movies before Marvel, they really didn't know how to do them. So they always have to show the art itself. Yeah, the like, drawing. Right. Because it's a comic book movie based on a comic book. Bob Mackie, nice. Well, he really is no. involved in his mouth. <laughs> I know old, what's up with that. Um, look at that oh. old-style oh. you know, pencil sharpener. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Old-timey coffee, Rostin. Now, Timothy oh, Dalton start, started in The Lion in Winter, one of my favorite films. You guys you know were, that. Yeah, film. we talked about that film. He was the king of France. Come to visit. The, 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 car, the cartoon, the comic strip, the character he plays has a patch on his eye. So it's like yep. one of those movie magic to see the actual character in real life, even though he looks you know, goofy. Right, he plays Basil St. John, who was always a mysterious figure in the um, cartoon, in the com you know, comic strip uh, of Brenda Starr. Brenda Starr was a reporter, and that would take her on lots and lots of adventures. Now, the woman who writes for Brenda Starr used to get letters from reporters saying, this is bullshit, my <laughs> life is not like this at all. And she, used to, she was like, that's why you're not in a comic strip. Right. Yeah, let's do a comic strip about you trying to pay your taxes. Now, and, we've uh, got the sound on mute, which is a big mistake because Mike always has the sound up. And what he's doing is he's insulting Brenda Starr. You see, he's taken this job. Oh, now you turn it on. He's taken this job because he needs to pay the bills. He's not a Brenda Starr fan, so he chastises her and insults her while he's drawing her. And she's fed up. Is she going to come to life in this panel? No. Bingo. In this panel? Here she goes. Coming to life. All right. Look, it's the actual cartoonist. Dilm. Oh, it is? I forget the name of the cartoonist, but that was the signature. Well, the cartoonist, you might know as Gale, but it's Dahlia Messick. She oh. was the artist and writer who created it. 
We're going back to the early 40s. Here she comes. Here she comes to life. What? This is like Cool World. Right. God bless you, Brooke. What? That's it. She's out of here. She, she went from cartoon to real life. Bingo. How is that possible? Buh, 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 fuh, fuh, buh, buh. Guess That's what? Me. We will never have it explained. It just starts like... We, we got to make a movie based on a comic strip. Oh, gosh, that's going to take a lot of setup. People are not ready for a comic book movie. We better have a preface where the cartoonist is drawing it during the opening credits. I mean, honestly, don't you think this is a better opening than a guy drawing a picture? Now, here's but, Green Acres, yeah. dude. Uh, he's, he's the top cop, the Green Acres. Eddie Albert? Mike, what's the name of the pig from Green Acres? Oh, gosh. Harley? Marley? Wait. Um, there was a fan club for that pig, too. Now, this Josh is Dr. our, our anyway. bad guy who's a Just gal. Kidding. Okay, she's the riot. Okay, Just go kidding. ahead. What's the pig's name? Listen, I don't want you to blow this. This is the main and villain, <gasps> okay? He is a rival reporter, and she hates Brenda Starr. He looks like Brooke, like a blonde Brooke. Okay, now, I watched Green Acres on the reruns and everything, and I remember something about the pig was a big deal. What yeah. is? What was its name? That's the thing. He, he, Arnold? No. Arnold. Was Arnold. it? Hang on. Siri, what's the name of the pig from Green Acres? Shasha <laughs> Gabor. <laughs> That's great. That's Adam's joke. He said How does, Carl, you gave Mike credit for that? That's Siri, oh, Mike. Mike. Well, he is a celebrity comedian. Yeah, uh -huh. he is. Three, both. two, one, go. Get it together. That's how you do it, kids. Now, Brenda has used her street smarts and her gumption and determination and tenacity to worm her way into a hostage situation, although she's not a hostage yet, because she wants to get the story and she wants to scoop lips. lips what is, is the bad. story? Uh, you know, there's a crime going on here, and it's going to be in all the papers, and uh, Green Acres dude is the top cop. I remember, so our father, Arthur, speaking with a journalist, and he used to come really home after work. I'd say, how, how's work? He'd go, great. I was covering a story of a, of a, of a gun shootout, and so I went into the room itself to cover it. And we go, thank God you're home alive. What journalist does that? Now, artist is calling his boss and saying, I don't know what to do. She's gone. I don't know what to do. I need this job. Yeah, we really don't need any of that. So right. he essentially says, if you want to keep your job, you'll get her back. And that's our setup for the leap that he's about to take. So she's in cartoon world right now. And in real life, the story is the cartoonist's assistant has to find her. Right. In cartoon world. In, right. World. The, the real cartoonist will enter cartoon world to pursue Brenda and convince her to come back. Even though his brother was killed by a tune when they dropped the safe on his head? Wrong movie. I will never order from Acme again. I don't care about two-day shipping. <laughs> Do not order from Acme shipping if Wile E. Coyote taught me anything. If you're an Acme Prime member, you can stream Roadrunner. Oh, 
Someone had a nickname, Pastor Pastor Bedtime, and I go, ha ha, that's funny, Pastor Bedtime. <laughs> Pastor then, Bedtime, very but good. But there's Pastor Prime. I came up with my own Pastor Prime. Okay, so now Eddie Albert is seeing that she is now a hostage, and she's like, don't worry it's... about me, just shoot. Do they know it's Brenda Starr? I mean, <laughs> do they have like a monogram piece of clothing that could kind of identify her? No, her look. She was named after a debutante in the 30s who was hugely so she had through this big party she was on the cover of time magazine and she was her look is rita hayward i got you so weird so she's named after a real person so that real she's person named after gets... brenda frazier brenda frazier was the weird. real life person a debutante in the 30s very brendan brendan frazier got it <laughs> And so Brenda uh, was the first name, and Rita Hay Hayworth was the look. Now, if you look up Rita Hayworth and then go to images, you'll see. Now, watch this. Watch how Brenda saves her own life. Oh, my God. She's a genius. Oh, Bam! my God. He wrote the fall. cold-blooded killer. I know this is 10 minutes into the movie. I, I don't know if I could just watch her ethically. She murdered her first victim. <laughs> All right, death kill Oh, she's alive. Oh, and, and she's upset. These people are yeah, so she blood. says, oh, yeah. perfect. Oh, great. That's really That's good to know when you fall off a building. Those split seconds, move the body that you're holding to hit the ground. It wasn't a split seconds, Mike. Even though it was only four stories, it felt like four hours. It felt like four hours, time yeah. to check her hair, flip them over, look at her phone. The credits of Iron Man 2 runs, finishes. Now look, who's this mysterious figure who was in the crowd? I don't know. <laughs> wow, he had, a, uh, he had a view to a kill when dun, she dun. killed that dude. Dun, dun. He was hey, just surly was Bond. He was surlier than da Daniel Craig, right? He was like, oh, ah, my wife is dead. I must seek revenge. Okay, now we have like, oh, Brenda's so popular. Everybody knows her. We're doing the Brenda Star rag. He's so popular. We wrote this song. I'm doing the Brenda Star rag. Right. Right. Nowadays, that'd be a rap song. It would be featuring Brenda Star. Wow. Featuring Brenda Star. You've seen this black orchid? Did you see it? Yeah. What's that there mean, was, Carl? Well, this Basil Saint John must eat a diet of black orchids everyone in his family must or they go insane and that's from the cartoon comic strip yo no is that sure real that. you didn't make that up yeah the movie producers didn't make that up that's right no i thought carl made that up now look who he's drawing look who he's drawing himself drawing himself into the comic and he's doing it right where she left off so that he can be hot on her trail I can tell it's him now? because of the suspenders. Right. And this guy—he's not a bad cartoonist. Again, right? Here we go. Will myself into my work. What? Yeah, uh, he should have drawn himself on the ground. Right. right? <laughs> yeah, big lug. What yeah, wherever I can draw myself wherever I want inside this lion's mouth. <laughs> now look at his '80s pants. His like Miami Vice influenced light clothing. You wearing a mask? Yeah. This was well, this version. Okay, this is like our Jimmy Olsen kind of guy and our 
you know, manly woman. Stereotype. Oh, I know her. She's a friend of mine. Really? Uh, Kathleen. Oh. You didn't know Is that Kathleen Wilhoit? Um, uh, I don't, I didn't, uh, yes it is. Tell me more. Oh yeah, she's a friend of mine. She's actually on Proudly Resents a few times. Okay, uh, then let's send her with... to do the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Oh, you'll de she'll do it in a second. She's so fun. That's so great. Do you yeah. want to do it? Do you know can how you pull to? Some strings? We should be talking I'll, about this I'll off I'll just air. send her an uh, email and ask her, or you can send okay. her an email. Okay. Super nice. Sounds good. And uh, super open about everything. Now here oh, good. is rival. Here's rival reporter, and she's like, screwed her over in the newspaper, claiming that I forget exactly what the story was. I've seen this three times. This is my fourth, but. Wow. Do we have closed captioning on this movie? Yes, always... it is available. You might have to stop the... No, no, no. I think I got it. Good. So he's saying yeah. that she's working on a huge story, a huge story that Brenda will never be a part of. Look how... Look at her. Feisty, Brenda. Feisty. Brooks Shields is, like, perfect for this part, right? Like, she looks yeah, perfect. Yeah. Now, this is 1986. He was at Princeton, and this is the summer break. He is Are in, you serious? Yes. He is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, filming this, and she'll also go to Puerto Rico to film this. Not bad. Yeah, the, that was a famous celebrity college uh, run. He stopped. Like, there's some people that are, like, white hot, and they're like, well, I gotta get a life. I'm a young guy. Uh, yeah, right. So Elvis has gotta go into the military. Yeah, so when she went to Princeton, it was a big deal. Like, oh my God, how it was can the biggest deal when she was there? Was... Yeah, uh, I remember this com open mic comedian came on and he, he said that he got a ton of attention because he went to Princeton and wrote an article, uh, "How to Sleep with Brooke Shields." Whoa! Like a ton of pickup. I know, it was a dick move. No, <laughs> it's a great it. move. I'm I'm behind this guy. They published it. I would brush up. Yeah, and it got, I think National Lampoon picked it up, or it got a lot of things. Okay, so the art artist has gone to the Flash, that's the name of the paper, looking Where for Brenda, and he just missed her. Now, she is off of a big scoop, right? She was a, a part of the story as a hostage, so everyone's applauding her, and it seems like every time she enters the newsroom, it's always after a big story, and everyone applauds her. You know who's bitter is Clark Kent sitting behind her. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> you know, Clark, you're never around when Brenda Starr's around. Shut up. <laughs> I'm here now, ain't I? Hey, Clark, how come you're not here when Superman's here? I'm here now, right? <laughs> okay. Here Jonah is Charles. This is another big friend of our podcast, uh, Charles Durning. Oh, Charles Durning is great. Now, he, he storms in. You're cutting the pay of our staff because of depression? I quit. And he's like, Brenda, check out this pretend Einstein guy. You're not listening to me. I quit. Brenda, please, after the film. Brenda, you're a woman. I'm not listening. Yes. Those are the territory. Now, we saw him in Tilt. Didn't, am I wrong? We saw him in that Burton Reynolds movie directed by Hal Needham, right? Yeah, he was so old he could hardly move. Oh, was it that was like a scary. recent thing? What was that? What movie was it that? It was a TV movie. It, it was, was for TBS. It was the hostage one. 
Yeah. It was like Hostage, Hostage 3, Hostage. And it oh. was uh, Hal Needham uh, used uh, Alan Smithy uh, credits, but he directed his friend in this TBS uh, murder series movie, and Charles Dunning is his buddy. At that time, he was, was in very poor health. Oh, yes. He was he as was big like, as a house. He could hardly move, and they shot around it. They filmed it. Yeah, they shot around him. him. Yeah, he was one of Burt Reynolds' guys. He was in yeah. all the Burt Reynolds movies. Now, this yeah. is showing that this guy has made a fuel that can, that, well, it isn't a fuel, it's an engine that runs on water. What? Oh, we got to kill, yeah, now the yeah, government's going to kill him? Who killed the water car? That's what he, I'm saying. He was just showing that the, the gas tank is empty, he poured in water, and now the plane is flying. It's unbelievable. Why does he have to be there? So we oh, yeah, saw with all the power energy the crisis. Native. How yeah, many like white guys can... are there playing native? He could have been discovered this elsewhere. Oh, well. I might have shot that at Princeton. <laughs> now, wasn't he in Tilt? Am I wrong? Mike? He had the he biggest in... belly in the world. Who? Oh. Wait, who? Charles Durning. Wasn't he in Tilt? Tilt? Ah, uh, the Brent, oh my gosh. The Brooke Shields film we watched, the oh, pinball. Oh, Tilt, yeah. Wasn't he the pinball? He was the pinball master. Right, with the big belly. And then we saw him in another film, like, right after it, and he wasn't as Hello. fat. Yeah, you're right. He, he, Tilt is a really good movie. He's a teenage pinball yeah. prodigy who runs away from home. And tries to beat the the pinball wizard himself, Charles Dunning, who kind of, you know, becomes a mentor <laughs> adversary. Oh, look at this! You know, a movie has big gaping holes when you have to throw in animated sequences like this, right? Like no, you girl. don't. It's a it's a movie about a comic strip. Now look he, at this saw... funny thing. He's starting to what the hell is this? I'm in the funnies. Uh huh. He's, He's gonna I, look at I'm the newspaper. The let me check the funnies in the funnies. What? Now look, a mystery woman appears across from him. And then poof. This is a very weird movie. I never realized this. Yeah, they didn't trust just to do a straight friend the star movie. It had like a Twilight Zone episode in the, the movie. He's I mean, like if this is a better movie, we'd be praising these choices, but we're not. Right? I mean, to be honest. Well, this movie has a bad, uh, it's an infamous rep because it never got released properly. It did. And it did get released in the video staple, but it always had this onus of the big film that never got theatrically released. Yes, and the Why thing is, is it's a really missed opportunity. You see, this was filmed in 86. It was supposed to come out in 87. And that is when, like, a lot was going on. Like, he was a huge um, star. Timothy Dalton had just gotten the James Bond stuff. There right. were movies out like Dick Tracy, and you know there was um, there were there were movies like um, Batman. I mean Batman, right? Oh, no, not yet, but Dick Tracy. Batman was eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. Dick Tracy was after, wasn't it? So yeah, it, it was. Would have it was been a great, great release. Um, they played rock music at the White House. Dick Tracy and Batman. You're right, Adam. It was Batman. This is Harry S. Truman. Now, 
you you remember Peyton Place, but not the one from our era, the one from the sixties. This the TV guy show was or the movie? huge from it. Nice. There was a Red Fox joke saying that uh, they named the foxhole after him. They actually named uh, a hole after the president, Harry Truman, the Harry S hole. <laughs> that, was that in Okinawa? Was that in Japan? I, it was one of the many uh, Red Fox party albums on Laugh Records that I used to listen to. The only joke I remember. I still have your vinyl and all your comedy records if you ever want them back. And I was just listening to Richard Pryor, your Richard Pryor record. I think it wasn't even like a famous Richard Pryor record. It was no, one on it was not. It's obscure. <laughs> and I have never heard those routines before. Talking about two days ago. Oh, wow. That's cool. I'm glad you have my record collection. That's a yeah. big influence on me. I've got Meet Beat Manifesto. I've got... Oh, you, you ever want it back? I've got it for you. Nice to hear. Oh, I love Meet Beat Manifesto. You know what's funny, Adam? Uh, your friend uh, FM is going to be watching a movie we did on this show the first year before Carl. Uh, it came from Hollywood, the 1982 bad movie retrospective film with Dan Aykroyd. Uh, Meat Beat sampled that movie, so it uh -huh. has like a lot of like shitty sci-fi movies. He just took it from that uh, compilation movie. The less you know. The less That's you know, the more you know, not know. Now this guy, that guy we just saw as Ed Nelson, he was from Peyton Place. He'll never come back yeah. again, but I want you to know that he was the... He was in every television show. I'm going to start reading them. You know them okay. all. He was in Marcus Welby, Mod Squad, Mission Impossible, Kung Fu, you know, Adam 12, Ironside. Should I go on? The Bionic Woman, Police. He was all over TV. Quincy, Chips, Trapper John MD, Lou Grant, Charlie's Angel, blah, blah, blah. Murder, she wrote. He was in everything, this guy. He's like, I'm on it, Lou Grant. I'll go get it. I'm Trapper John, the wrong show. Get your shit together. He was in Barnaby Jones. He was in uh, uh, The Fall Guy Dynasty, Cagney and Lacey, MacGyver, Jake and the Fat Man. He, he did the circuit. I like it. Okay, and then now. Here's the impression of his agent. Yes. She knows. Yeah, here's an impression of his agent. Bring, bring. Hello, he'll take the part. <laughs> so basil has shown up mysteriously and he knows where the professor is okay in brazil where he's from so what's up there a giant a microphone bug. it's a bug the russians like are spying oh excuse me i'm sorry i'm sorry the rival newspaper is spying and there's your, let's see here. Libby Lip, Lipscomb is her name. Go ahead, turn it on for a second. And turn it up loud, would you? Oh, Mike's gone? Why? Does this happen often? Mike just gets up and leaves in the middle of it? I wouldn't say often, but yes, it happens. It doesn't happen every show, but... Sometimes nature calls. Okay, now, the rival newspaper was spying on the star, and who's spying on the rival newspaper but the Russians? Because oh, they want boy. this unlimited energy power, too. Do you see Jeffrey Tambor there at the head of the Yeah, table? as the head Russian? Yeah. 
Well, no, no, he's not the head Russian. You see the cigar smoking lady? He's large and in charge. Tambor, oh, sorry to being sexist. Tambor will do a job of pretending to be an idiot in this film, and it's pretty good. What's Tambor? Look how pretty she is, man. Yeah, she. I just interviewed her recently. For work. Turn turn it up. Let's hear. It. Let's hear. It. Okay, it might be, I might be out of cue. I think. How did you get? Okay, don't do it, Mike. How did no, you? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a second Adam. off when I did the closed captioning. I, I I got out of sync. I knew it. So, Adam, tell me about Brooke Shields. No? She was the coolest. She was very very nice. Uh, Wait, beautiful. you interviewed her? Yeah. Well, then let's get her to do the celebrity comedian. No, I oh, yeah, sure. Let's I did it for work. I can ask her a million questions about this film. Uh, yeah, you could probably reach out to her. I don't think it'd be impossible. No, you know her, not me. Oh, I don't know her. This is my uh, job. Carl, what is, what's up with you? Oh, you did it at your job, not yeah, on yeah, 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 wasn't Yeah, they're not friends. Okay. Yeah, we're not friends. So Brooke Shields talks she about left, making it was like, this movie. forgot who I was immediately. I thrilled it was happening. I think in hindsight, the problem was it was never backed by a studio. We were the first of that kind of comic book movie. Unfortunately, it took seven years to get released, by which point Batman and Dick Tracy and every other superhero cartoon-inspired movie had already come. We were originally going to be part of that first batch. I th always thought it was unfortunate because the idea and the cast were so good. I mean, Timothy Dalton, but the direction fell short. It got mm -hmm. legally tied up. It was such a shame. I think that movie could have been... The bat. It was really fun and unique. I love playing the character. She's one of my favorites. Now, the reason she's the star in this is her mom, of course, Terry. Terry called up the people who bought the rights to this, and they said Brooke Shields loves um, Brenda Starr, and I've got financing. I got. It was the a relative of King Fahd of Saudi Arabia put up the money for this. Why is she tied up? They were never going to release it then? Like, it was just like a, a money thing? Well, like a... this guy, this, they, they weren't movie people, and they didn't understand how it works, and they sank their own ship. They were holding out for their perfect distribution deal, which never came. And they're the reason this film did not release in time and, you know, released internationally first. Okay, now, they want to know where the energy sources so they have tied her up okay but she's too smart for them because they let her do her makeup which and it has a ton of foundation <laughs> like three pounds of powder in that little thing now watch her watch how she she Whoa. almost gets out but take your time squirt hilarious good for her every reporter needs a uh powder in case this happens Wait, why are they Listen, in russia you reach out to brooke shields you tell her that i got into princeton because you just walk i mean there's no gate you just walk right you in. just walked right in yeah yeah anybody they can get in that. that was pre 9 11. oh yeah after post 9 11 uh, princeton university clamped out now we watched uh my wife and i watched sleepless in seattle last night and it was like very pre 9 11. I'm up on the top of the Empire State Building. Yes. <laughs> After hours. 
Now, oh. we, we kind of missed a gag. It, you thought she was hanging out way high up in a tall building, and she was really yeah. right by the ground. The, the, it's not the best, the Russian antics, but they try really hard. The movie really tries to make them funny, and it didn't oh, the play sound out. effects. It's good effort. When you got to bring the slide whistle in, you know you're you're really in trouble. <laughs> Can you guys tell me what what number you're on, please? No, Michael. Please. No. Okay. Turn your prayer books 28 to twenty-eight and seven... nineteen. Twenty-eight and ten seconds. Twenty-eight and twenty-two. Twenty-three. Okay. Twenty-four. Twenty-five. Twenty-eight and twenty-six. Got it. I'm a, I'm there with you. Oh, I'm just, for some reason I'm two seconds ahead. So I'll tell oh, you. Oh look, what Wonder Woman. No spoilers. Wonder Woman. Oh, look you're only going four feet with too. High heels. There's a lot of wall climbing in this movie. Whoop. Susanna. Okay, now we're gonna get a funny. I'm not sure if it happens now. At one point, I'm gonna turn ask. Okay, are you really synced up with us? Yeah, absolutely. I am right now. What's your? Are you watching Brenda Star? No, I'm watching People Can Talk with Cary Grant. Uh, twenty nine and six. I have. Okay. Okay. Now look, they're gonna. Take Jeffrey Tambor. <laughs> that is funny. He's, he's, he's so he's fucking great. funny. He's so funny. Now, he plays deadpan throughout the whole film. He's stupid and doesn't talk a lot. But that now, was, like, perfect. How funny yeah. was that? In her Did heels. You... Well, you... What's the there camera? This is what I came to the movie to see. But her badunkadunk? Yeah, in yellow. Thank you. Thank you, Dick Tracy. Uh, oh, darn. My favorite blouse. Uh, my favorite. No, cut it up. Dick Tracy's favorite blouse. Last. My favorite skirt. Oh. Well, now, this is all a movie lot, right? I mean, buildings like this don't exist. Uh, no, this is Puerto Rico. This oh, okay. is not. This is on location. Okay. My bad. Now, her skirt got ripped, so of course she's got to get a new outfit. Can you monogram a B? On, on it, please. Be on my bonnet. Oh, it's brilliant. Look at this. She just covered Look, it. Yeah, see, she's hiding from, as yeah. if they can't see. Look, if she can't see them, then they can't see her. It's the peekaboo. All yes. right, turn up the sound. This is a little funny. Now, later, they will cut back to the birds, and they'll actually say hello. This movie tries hard. This movie really yeah. does try hard. It's not a bad film. You know, it's not awful, awful. It's just something missing, you know? I also think there's a lot of misogyny involved. I think that if this was, like, Dick Smasher, it would be <laughs> released, right? But no one really gives a shit about Brenda Starr. Well, I guess no one gives a shit about early comics. How about that? No, no, incorrect. This movie was set to go. It was a Hollywood production. Everybody cared about this. It was the foreign investors who fucked everything up. King Facade's uh, relative. Why don't I pull up what that is so I can sure. talk about it? It's all relative. Come on. Um, yeah, it's King Fahad, King Fahd of Saudi Arabia. 
his brother-in-law, Sheikh Abdul Aziz Al-Abrahim. Somehow Terry Shields knew him and he wanted to back a film that Brooke was in. So they picked this one. Oh, it's Basil. You know, she, she's the best. Uh, I don't know if you're Zorro a fan of Larry Sanders. Looking it's like Zorro with uh, only one hole. At your... I couldn't tell who he was. He was wearing a mask and an eye patch. <laughs> I've never seen and the domino he's... mask with one hole. Movie has a lot. Whoa, what just happened? It was like some kind of weird cartoon explosion. Now, the only speaking roles in this movie, uh, in this scene, are from Brooke and Timothy. Mm -hmm. uh, no, wait. This is funny. Turn it up. This is okay. funny. That's, that's a big joke. The horses cost extra. Yeah. So now they're going to the Amazon, which is a long-ass river. How do you know which part? Where the professor is hiding out with his formula. Right, and this is Puerto Rico as the Amazon. This is Puerto Rico as Brazil. That's right. And now they're gonna we're gonna learn about the orchids. What about the horses? They didn't have any speaking roles. Did you notice? Well, there what they did intend for the horses to talk, but there was a flu going around, and they were a little hoarse. Come on. All right, we're done. <laughs> He's saying, we cultivate orchids. And she's like, it's a lovely hobby. And he goes, it's not a hobby, it's a necessity. I need what to a weird eat a thing black to orchid every exactly. day or I go mad. Right, or I go mad. <clears throat> and we go don't see that payoff. We're going to, he's so evil, he has to eat orchids. He's not Fine. evil, he's, he's a good guy. We have to go home. Fine. Put it in. How much are black orchids anyway? Like, that's a habit. <laughs> Now, uh, the street value is, I mean, there are dispensaries. Now, the, oh, look at that. he got bucket. Bond during the filming of this. And King Fahad's brother-in-law was like, he's Bond. We want a new distribution deal. We want more money. Interesting. <laughs> There's all bummer. sorts of uninteresting history here that they created a company called Mystery Man Productions and... They obtained the right in 86, and uh, I don't know. It's a whole thing about how this one went bankrupt, and that one bought the distribution. I could go into it, but look, Mike. Here we Mike. are. Now, here's RuPaul. RuPaul makes a little cameo. Wow, that's early. Ooh. You are me. You are me. That's not RuPaul. That was RuPaul. Is it really RuPaul? Why did they pick RuPaul out of all people? Well, I mean, she was available. Yeah. Okay, now, everybody knows that Brenda has a lead on where the professor is and this mystery engine. So now, all the Russians are after him, but it's going to turn out that this entire restaurant so Brenda's like, how did 
He goes, what do these people want? And Basil's like, they want you. And he goes, how would they know that I was here? And then evil bad one reporter will show up. She published a story. Star goes to Brazil. <laughs> you know, That's neat. at a restaurant. Yeah. Breaking, breaking. Brenda Star leaves country. But now the artist will finally catch up with her. What is the artist going to say to her? Hey, Come funny back story. To the comic or I'll lose my job. That's he it. Wrote, That's the... He wrote himself into a, a pile of alligators. <laughs> <laughs> here he comes. I... Here he comes. Yeah, oh, I. I'm Does sorry, he... sir, but we are full. How did they all know I'd be here? Oh, there's the newspaper. <laughs> Endangers national security. Oh! And you know that's an international, the international newspaper is the Globe. Like, who gives a shit? Other than spies. Your daily I newspaper. I heard my kids screaming. Sorry. No, no problem. That sign didn't work. <laughs> now. Basil thinks this is a rival love interest, and he's so confident that he doesn't even. There's he has no nervousness about this at all. Oh yeah, just takes her dancing. Yeah, well, Brooke Shields is like you again. I told you I want nothing to do with you. Out, out, and that's what will be the whole like premise of their relationship in the beginning. Get lost, punk. One thing I have to say, Brenda Starr never went postmodern in the comic strip. She never, like, this never happened. And there's plenty of comic strips where this would happen, but it's just well, she didn't like go with weird... the times, right? She didn't, like, come a little 70s or come a little 80s. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's he's contemporary. <laughs> Look, he, he goes... What? Oh, my eyes see! Basil's like, you have to leave. And she goes... Brooke Shields goes, Basil, don't make a scene. So he's like, okay. And then she pours the thing, and he's like, don't make a scene, eh? He's been sangria. Oh, oh there's Tambor. How embarrassing. I love how she's in, she has the cigar all the time. You know, Jeffrey Tambor was on uh, Gilbert Gottfried's show, uh, and great reminiscing. And then at one point, like maybe 90 minutes into the interview, he goes, I, I have to apologize. And he starts talking, kind of talks about his experience with Transparent, where uh -huh. he got – Jeffrey Tambor oh. got accused for just being, a, like, sexually harassing and just being an unpleasant on the set of Transparent. It was one of the reasons why the show wrapped up. That was and, one of the reasons why the show wrapped up? Well, they wrote they, him out, and then a show about him, they wrote him out of the series. Well, that's too bad to hear because I only like I, – I would like to think only good things of this guy. He's made me laugh so many times. There is a reality to things. Um, he was in Justice for All, Mr. Mom, There's Something About Mary, you know, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, he was the mayor. The Ropers. You know, him, right. him and Brooke Shields were in the best uh, Larry Sanders episode. He was, he was a guest on Larry, Larry Sanders. Sanders. Marlene, Matlin, Marlene Matlin was also on the show, and Brooke Shields has a little antidote, and Marlene Matlin tells the story before she does. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, he was, of course, George Bluth in Arrested Development. He was great in that. And the brother, the twin brother. I watched him in Max Headroom just the other day. 
Ah. Yeah, he was a good sleaze ball, right? He yeah. Played he, that character. he was the reporter, and, and, you know, with his sleeves rolled up and a tie. Oh, hello. Hello. Hold on, Mike, put your hand over your eyes. Tell me when the scene is over. I'm going to hold my breath. Nudity coming up. Ooh. Um, he was also the voice in SpongeBob SquarePants movie. And um, I guess I said enough about him. He, he He's well, can uh, I just tell, like, an in announcer the, for Hollywood Squares. That's interesting. He was the announcer, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, ah! Oh, it came out of the closet. A little too late. A little too late. Ah! It literally killed him. Now we're Jeffrey find stars? out that our artist killed them to help Brenda. Is that true? Like, get out. Man, she looks fantastic. So let's see. If she was in Princeton, she's got to be between. You graduate college at twenty-two, is it? So she's younger than twenty-two. Yeah. He's all nervous because he has never attacked people and you know so he's so now he, she is allowing him to take a hot bath and then get out and she'll keep up that whole she'll now call down the, to the front desk and say would you please remove two bodies from the hallway yes ma'am they're, they're not dead they're just conveniently passed out right well you hear a snoring gone. from the one of them good job clap your hands like it's over with well, I knocked those two guys unconscious until they were sleeping and put them out on the balcony. I Clap wonder why I go to Puerto Rico instead of Brazil. Maybe because it's the United States and it was easier money. I, I don't know. It's just probably cheaper to shoot there. Yeah. This is so, so strange. This reminds me of Cool World. Oh, I don't mind the wardrobe. Plus, logically, I couldn't afford another diary. But I understand. What's your tambour story? So. Oh, you have a tambour, sir? Well, he, um, they were doing press for Arrested Development the last season, and it was tambour, the woman who played his wife, uh, Jessica, Jessica Walters. Jessica Walters and the two sons. Uh, the oldest, Jason, and Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman and, and the other guy. And uh, she just starts crying and talking about what a jerk he was to her during the original series. You're and she kidding. just couldn't stop crying, and the other two guys didn't know what to do. And then he kept apologizing for being so awful to her. Wow, so, I would. I yeah. really want to like this guy, and it's getting tougher. Yeah, I know. It really was like, oh, he is a jerk. You know, one one thing I would recommend for for tambour heads is if you get the DVD copy of Miss Congeniality Two. Yes. He was in a scene they completely cut out and put in a different actor. Uh -huh. So, in the movie, like he meets somebody in I think in Atlantic City and uh, or whatever in Texas, and. Uh, who's kind of like hitting on her. And Tambor played the role, and in the deleted scene, he plays it like really kind of straight, serious, gummy. Like he's just like a nasty little guy. Like it was no humor in the role. It was really interesting. And then to hear the acquisition, accusations and then see that scene, it's a little iffy. Yeah, yeah. So it, if you ever want to go through your DVD collection, did I leave my DVD collection with you as well? No. Did I leave you my uh, collection of miscongeniality 
Yeah. Give us I have your old comics that you wrote. A lot of them. Maybe I, I used to photocopy them and send them to you. I, you did send them to me. Maybe I sent you the whole thing because I'm not sure where it is anymore. I have I have a collection of those. So I, th I believe you sent it to me. Oh, my God. I'd love to show okay. those to Rose. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Them. Now, they are getting on a ship where this captain... Okay, turn on the sound because this is pretty good. He goes, you're killing me. He goes, you're killing me. <laughs> Music's great. This is why it's hard to work with. Yeah, it seems like this. You had this record, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl has it now. Well, this was my high school prom song. <laughs> really? The theme for Brenda Starr? Uh, so I, I got the record, yeah. It was a Brenda Starr theme. Brenda Superstar. That is what you are. A journalist. Uh huh. Take us to the docks, please. But this guy really wants to keep his his uh, cartoonist job, so he's not giving up so easy. It's such a strange premise. I agree. Like, he's the star, if you ask me. He's a cartoonist assistant who gets stuck in a cartoon. You know, he's not a good choice as a star and leading man. He just doesn't have that much charisma. And they will become romantically interested in each other, although it doesn't really go there. Right. I don't know. I don't think it was a good choice. I think, you know, Basil St. John was perfectly cast. I think the Russians are good. I think, I don't know. Tambor. He, well, yeah. And the he was the just cab driver was perfect, I think, uh... But this guy um, obviously hasn't worked since, I guess. You got to feel bad for this guy because he's like a lead in a Brooke Shields movie with James Bond. Yeah. And yeah. they never release it, right? And he's just telling everyone. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I worked with Brooke Shields. Sure you did. Sure you did. Uh, and it yeah. was pre-internet, so he couldn't show a clip or share a link. Oh, he yes. had that third-generation dub VCR uh, VHS. See? Hang yeah, on. Like That's my name. Let me no track it. Hang on. Let me get the tracking. There's my name. Okay, so there is some uh, anti-woman stuff, and you'll just eat it up and say, see, the world is my worldview. So here we go, Mike. Okay. Um, this was <laughs> – where is it? Where is it? Because this uh, – because a woman saved her. Um, here it is. Although set in Chicago, Brenda Starr Reporter was initially the only Chicago Tribune syndicate strip not to appear in the Chicago Tribune newspaper. She submitted the news strip to the Chicago Tribune News, New York News Syndicate, but the syndicate chief, Joseph Patterson, had tried a woman cartoonist once before and wanted no more of them. Fucking Kathy. <laughs> Wily female cartoonist. Patterson Ooh. assistant Molly Slot later, who would become the vice president of the syndicate, saw the discarded samples and encouraged Messick to make Brenda a reporter. So she went and said, make her a reporter. She really kind of mentored her. It had then, because of Patterson's effort, appeared in the Sunday comic book supplement rather than the daily paper. The strip huh. was an immediate success, a uh, mix of adventure, romance. It was popular with both men and women. 
By 45, five years later, it was syndicated and published daily. By 48, um, the Chicago Tribune finally carried it because Patterson had died. In 1950, it was in 250 papers. Wow. Okay, now. Ernest. Bad guy reporter knows that Brenda's off to find the the engine and the fuel. So he's like, I want you to follow that boat. And he won't do it in, until she does something sexual. It was like offer her garter or something. Why don't we listen for a second? He looks like Ernest. Wouldn't it got done? He goes, okay, 150 and. Oh, that's not her daughter. Yeah, she lifts up her dress. So I think the implication is she's going to sleep with her. No, she's giving her his underwear. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. A garter belt is not underwear. You think she would, she would got more information? Is the, is the thing that keeps your pantyhose connected to... What is a garter belt? It is, according to Urban Dictionary, a garter belt is... Oh, God. Jeez. Never mind. Can't go for that. That's not Can true. Nothing I read in Urban Dictionary is true. Yeah, that's all cap. Okay, so this captain is not the real captain. Once again, it's just another person trying to get taken to the mystery energy source. Now, look, you'll see her notice her nails. Yeah, it's a file of. That's cute. I like this movie. And then she'll use it again. To... Here's the real captain. Holy mackerel! Oh, he's been uh, handcuffed. They tortured him, but he wouldn't tell her, well, you are going. Okay, that's great. Thank you. Hey, buddy, you got a little blood on your face yeah, right there. Yeah, you got a little ketchup. I know she's been shanghaied on yeah. a shitty boat. Ow! A lot of people in there. Tighter than a submarine. This is me taking the ferry to Staten, from Staten Island every day. It almost oh, looks like the Lagoon of Gilligan's Island. Yeah. I was king of Staten Island back then. It was my idea to house the purge at Staten Island, the first purge on Staten Island. I said, <laughs> oh, is that true? The first purge on Staten Island? If you watch the movie King of Staten Island, there's a really funny scene of them watching the purge movie. They're like, yeah, because <laughs> they're all from Staten Island. They're watching it. You know, I started watching that movie like, I'm not going to like this. And then I ended up really liking it. And I thought that Bill Burr was a good actor. He was uh, very good in that movie. Yeah, they, was, did, they did a good job. The reason yeah. I don't like that kind of film, because it's like, it's a, a personal journey. So it's like almost a little conceited. Like, it's all about me. It's my right. life and what happened. But I don't know. They played it well. And he wasn't. I like I like films where they do that, but the guy kind of is a scum. Like he's kind of a scum, and he yeah. kind of owns up to it. Uh, In the end, he certainly does, right? Yeah. You see the piranha. That's our big uh, threat. 
I was wondering why they were throwing out that perfectly good Costco meat. <laughs> hey, I'd like to get 100 pounds of meat from Costco, please. You're not going to throw it into the Amazon for the piranhas to eat it. Yeah? Ed? So she is refusing to say where the energy source is because the freedom of the free world. Like, if the bad guys get it, they'll charge for oh. some crap. Yikes. Does she actually know where the location is? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure about that. She's getting taken there. Basil He's not even joking. He just got his arms around him. <laughs> oh! Oh, well, they're both gone. Now there's no real captain or fake captain. There's not been a single dad joke on this Disney cruise, uh, Jungle Cruise. I'm out of here. Did you ever watch the movie Jungle Cruise? No. The Rock tells like bad jokes like they do in Disneyland, and the the people of the time go, "Oh, really? Ugh." <laughs> That's interesting. I guess. Yeah, I saw when it was called. Um... What's that movie? I can't even think of it. Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> oh, this uh, the right. African Queen. Queen. Right. Yeah, I saw it when it was called African Queen. Thank you. Oh, the Rock would be great with African Queen. He he wasn't. Where are they going to go? Now, look, 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 look. Wait, what about the piranhas? Do you remember? They... Right? What did you just say? Where are the piranhas? Are they on the other side of the boat? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it doesn't make right? sense. It's yeah. in the no piranha zone. Would you like piranhas? Why are you no shooting at the piranhas? Will eat them. They're shooting the piranhas for her. But why kill the person you need the info from? That also doesn't make sense. Oh, I know. I hate that. Oh, you want her alive? You see the smoke? Whoa. I see the smoke. There's fire. White dress. Oh, white pants. Oh, Jesus. Like, you guys seen Tank Girl with Lori Perry? Ice T? Yeah, I don't know if I saw it, but I know what you're talking about. It's not a good movie, unfortunately. And it's based on a really popular comic book, which is still raging hard, but... To fill up space, they had animated sequences, and it just seemed like they didn't have much of a movie, and they just filled it in. So I'm not a fan when they do that. Uh, Swamp Thing, they did that. Uh, Ang Lee's Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. They show, like, a comic book flipping, like yeah. the pages. Yeah. It was awkward back then. Now, a boa constrictor, like, doesn't do anything but choke you to death, right? It doesn't bite you. But we always see it in movies because it's looks like it'll bite you. He won't. Um, he won't choke you because you're too big. I worked at Turtleback Zoo, so I know all this stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They won't choke humans because we're too big for them to eat. Don't they usually have like vitamins they want to sell to you to sell to your friends, and they have like a big pitch? Like that's the worst part getting captured. They're like, hang on, it's, I, you get a free lunch. But I do well, they wrap around you, and then they're like, have you thought about our Lord and Savior? Like, oh, yeah. Just kill me. <laughs> have you heard about QAnon? Just before this released, uh, and well, you know, it didn't in the end, but around in 87, late 87, because it was going to release then or early 89, Harry Shields was up in an uproar because she's like, we need another sixty grand to edit this thing properly, and 
Brooke, her name is not what let me see what it was. Here it is. Brooke's name is not on the top, and it's supposed to be according to our contract. Well, I tell you, there would be no Brooke Shields if it wasn't for Terry Shields, man. She was determined that her daughter was gonna be a star. And she achieved that goal. Right, but her her daughter was how how young when she first came into public? Well, in when we saw her in Tilt, she must have been a preteen. Yeah. Or maybe or maybe like fourteen, I forget. And she was in commercials and she was a model before that. She was one of the top models in, top the, models. in the country. She's probably one of the biggest models in the world, right? I mean, when you think of models, like mm -hmm. Brooke Shields is up there. She's up there, yeah. You know, one one beef I have with Brooke Shields is her sitcom. <clears throat> yeah. Suddenly Susan. Uh-huh. Now Caroline in the City, like Kathy Griffin, right? Was she on Caroline in the City as a zany person? And then in Suddenly Susan, they had a red hair character who's zany named she Kathy. She was on Suddenly Susan. I don't know about the history before that. Okay. So I think it might have been Caroline in the City. They had a red hair character named Kathy, and it was an obvious rip of Kathy Griffin's character on uh -huh. the other sitcom. So I always get them mixed up. I think Kathy Griffin was also, was she on that talk radio show? No, there's another have been. crazy redhead on that. Okay. Different crazy yeah, yeah, redhead. Yeah. Joe Rogan was on that? Yeah, he was the actor Joe Rogan. What future sitcom star was fired from that show and replaced by Joe Rogan? Andy Dick? No, fired yeah. like before the show even started. At the first table read. Oh, I don't know. Ray Romano. Oh, interesting. Nah, we're going to go with Rogan. Sorry, Ray. He'll never hold the stick on. Okay, now, they had to escape the boat. They were in the middle of nowhere, so they basically hitched a ride with a Brazilian circus troupe thing. Finally. And that's what's Submit. going on right now. This was panned by critics. They scathing reviews. They hated it. I don't know whether I agree with them. I think it was supposed to be a goofy film, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's yeah. like the Rocketeer, which which um, uh, James Bond was in the Rocketeer. Uh, Dalton, he was, a villain, was he? Uh, Dalton was in Flash Gordon, the Rocketeer, Looney Tunes, back in action. Oh, he's so proud. He was in Hot Fuzz. He yeah, was. That was oh, really, yeah, that was a really good movie. He played yeah, Brett Butler on a CBS miniseries in '94. It was the uh, sequel to Gone with the Wind. He, he did uh, Doctor Who for a year. Um, but not as Doctor Who. No, he was Rastilon. He was a registered nurse what? Registered now, now nurse today... What? Doctor Who and, and registered nurse what? <laughs> That's funny. Um, he, today, he's still around... Now, it ended in 21, and it's here we are in 23, but it was the chief of the DC Universe HBO Max superhero comedy drama Doom Patrol. Yeah, can I, I say, can I say, I've, I, as a, someone who tortures himself and watches every episode of that show, that show is really hard to watch. Uh -huh. And he's good in it. He plays Niles Cauldron, who's actually from the comic strip. You know, he's like an X-Men. He's Professor X. He's in a wheelchair. But basically, he steals these people's lives, experiments with them, and creates a failed superhero troop. 
they they kicked him out. He always had a special appearances credit uh, during the series. He was always separate from the opening credits. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the third season, he finally got written out of the show. I see. So he's yeah. gone. And that was 21. I also checked it out just because of this thing. And I liked his character in it. And he made like a – he took a person's brain and turned him into a – Robot Steel. Yeah, Cliff Steel. Cliff Steel. Uh, now you said special appearance. Eddie Albert, Charles Durning, and I don't know who Henry Gibson is. Henry Gibson is from Laughing. Very well, interesting. He is in this, and he gets a special appearance credit. Eddie Albert, Charles Durning, Harry Gibson, and Ed Nielsen receive, Nelson receive special appearance credits instead of, like, real credit. Or, like, a with. Like, normally, if it, if they yeah. got a big star in a movie who's kind of a supporting role, they'll say with, you know, uh, Charles Journey and Toby McGuire. What are you being chased? Why are you going up? Oh, is he trying to save Brenda? Or he just thinks these guys are scared of heights? <laughs> now, watch, watch. This is a pretty funny bit. You can't this is get him actually it. Do it. It's not, this is practical effects. Oh, uh, this is, is funny. Why not just let the bonk, bo- the bowling pins bonk you? Oh, it's funny. So they don't see him? No. Rude. Gen Y millennials, could... they don't give a shit. Yeah. If, if you watch carefully, and I got to tell you this right now, there's going to be a lot of boob jiggling. Okay. Yeah, so what? look at Brooke on How the dare. top. That's not, those are guys. Well, no, we have, Brooke, you... Brooke's up at the top. What about the special sound effects in this? Okay, here we go. Watch for boob jiggling. It's really good. Here we go. Oh, we might be past it. Rip. Whoa, the. (laughs) Oh, no. Hey! Her cigar is busted. They must have been someone that said, Give her the busted cigar. All right, put the busted cigar in your mouth. It busted when you fell. Now he's stuck. He's in the middle. Now, this woman who plays the Russian lead, I looked up her credits, and it's, like, indistinguishable. It's hardly, I don't know. But she is one of the best. She does a really great performance in this movie. Again, this is her big star turn, and then... Look at her. Oh, nothing. Oh, a little romance. Well, it's there... I'm there. so happy those characters I'd never seen before found love. It, it's their yeah. truth, and they were having problems, and now they're everything worked out. Thank you, Brooks. Now they're starting to connect a little. Uh, keep your eyes on the road. Uh oh, and a little Yeah, it's sort of like I don't know why Basil doesn't get. Guess what's going to happen. We, this is why you should not drive in the Amazon. Uh-huh, wah, wah. Yeah. Wonder Woman, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Okay, so when is this warning going to happen? When do you need to give, we missed it, huh? What warning? The jiggle warning. No, it's way past it. She was at the top of that um, trapeze place. And um, that she was in this outfit, and she gets jostled around a lot, and her boobs really do a three-dimensional waveform. 
So you, this is the fourth time you watched this movie, and your take after watching this movie. What's well? Okay, Jiggle Boob is coming up. Let's watch. Hold on, Jiggle Boob. Whoa, Michael! Hey. Oh, now look who comes. It's live rival love interest Basil St. John, you son of a bitch. He's arriving. Thanks for coming back. My girl is so in love Thanks with you. Nothing, dick. Okay, she has now switched outfits with a local. I don't know why. She just Let's likes go. to have outfit changes. It's so nice to watch Brooke Shields without Bob Hope showing up. <laughs> now we saw Brooke Shields with George Burns and I totally watched that movie with you Mike oh alright yeah you know what we've had this conversation before I always think it was just with uh, Pam and we watched Tilt yeah and there wasn't oh you had just told me it was Speed uh, Zone yeah Speed Zone with Jamie Farr it was um, uh, Cannonball Run 3 essentially yeah it was Cannonball Run 3 right they just yeah. changed the name last second yeah, they have Jamie Farr, the winner of the second one, show up now, as the winner of the third one. This leopard will go on to be owned by Mike Tyson. Really? And that's a big part of the film, yeah. So that tiger is fucking old, right? Well, that it's animal? a leopard. It's a leopard. leopard. And I'm lying, too, but it would be really old if it was true. You're lying? So he goes, do you uh... speak English? And they go, no, over there. Which is funny because clearly they, they just spoke English. English. I don't know what happened to your friends in the earlier scenes. Uh, everyone stops Ooh. drinking. Now, the bad guy reporter, you might know her face because she was in Mommy Dearest. She was the daughter. Wow, that's a big role. Yeah, that's a huge role. No wire service. <laughs> there he has a reporter. No yeah. wire service ever. That's only for you, Mike. So now they're in the town where the professor should be. I'm looking Fine. for Professor Kreitzer. And everyone goes, huh? The parents like, what? Record scratch? What? Record scratch. Kreitzer? I hardly knew her. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> um. That, the bad guy was also in Pretty Baby with Brooke Shields. Oh, wow. Notorious. I don't think I've seen that one. No, I don't think I would ever see that movie. Well, uh, Pretty Baby's seen... worth seeing because uh, um, what's her name from Taxi Driver? Um, Ray Lou Henner. And from Flight <laughs> and from, you know, uh, we saw her in uh, the Australian movie. Jody. Jody, Jody Foster. Foster is in it. Pretty Baby's worth seeing. Maybe I'm wrong about Brooke Shields being in that film. You know what? No, I'll I think you're right. It. She was in a couple of creepy films. Well, she was in Blue Lagoon, right? Refresh my memory. Of course. Wait, yeah. I don't need to. That is her big hit. I mean, that is why we know her more than pictures and modeling. Well, it's the Calvin That was Clark very movie. cool. Uh, Brooke Shields, I did uh, a trivia. I shot a, so we're going to do a trivia question with you. We're, we're going to have you ask a question about yourself, about your history. She's like, I probably won't remember it, but if, whatever you want me to do. And the question was, uh, who sang the theme song to my hit movie, Endless Love? Uh-huh. And when, as she read it for the first time on air, she just, like, lit up. 
and then she's like, is it Barbara? Lionel Richie and Donna Summer. The Diana oh, Ross. Oh, Donna Summer. Yeah. Right. Diana Ross, Diana Ross. Uh, That's a great song. The That's movie. a great song. Great song. I haven't it seen the movie. It never ends that song. Oh, come on. Endless chorus. <laughs> My endless chorus. <laughs> what about the never ending story? That kids movie they made a sequel called The Never Ending Story Two. That's yeah. appropriate. Yeah. But it shouldn't be it just be like but like we said. <laughs> Guess who they've found now? Oh, the the guy from Einstein, the Einstein, yeah. I was wondering not, Einstein not Albert Einstein. We're like what an hour forty into this movie, they finally get to the MacGuffin. He's just hanging, opium. You know, this director is really unremarkable. Like, I don't know any of the movies he's made, uh, and his he's he's got no story on the biography of. He made Breaking Point, Any Wednesday, Sweet November, Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Have you ever heard of any of these? I've heard of them, but I never sat down and watched Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Big Truck and Sister Claire, The Girl from Petrostroika. No, Petro... The, okay, Petro. he did the, a Walton wedding, the 95, the last Waltons. That's the only thing that's fun. Right, don't they marry each other in the Waltons? <laughs> Very Walton wedding. An inbred wedding. He's dead. And he is. He just oh, You don't up. need this eye, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm in desperate need. Do you have an check his wallet? Does he have an organ donor? <laughs> <laughs> right. Gives out his kidney. Yeah. That's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> right. Where's my cell phone? How do I get out of here? I'm James Bond. Now look you how think when he got the James Bond part, he's like, fuck this. Well, kind of. He got he found out that he was gonna be James Bond, and he was like, Okay, come on, let's go, let's go, let's wrap this yeah. film up. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, Broccoli yeah. needs me. I don't think his look James Bond movies were that popular. Found... The the secret. No, the second one like a really pansy, like a TV movie. It was Living Daylights. Uh, License to Kill, I think that was License the one. License to Kill, yeah. That was the one that was like Miami Vice. So she's got a little vial, and we learned that what he does is he puts that content of that vial into the water, mixes it up, and that's the fuel. So all she's got to do is get back to civilization and have it analyzed. They're not going to – there's no way they can get that. <laughs> I love him. Hello. He's like, do you have a phone? He goes, of course we have a phone. It's in Guadalupe. 20 oh, kilo yeah. kilometers. Kilometers. Oh. Thank you. Bye-bye. Did you uh, hear the bird? Yeah. Uh, it says bye-bye twice against look. his card. He doesn't oh, have a phone, a phone. Myrtle, get me... Bad guys. One now second. See, it was portable. What is up with this cartoonist? He's way out of over his head. In this. I think he's super drunk. Isn't that the joke? They have to super lift drunk. him out of the bar. Produced. And why has he got the sign the whole time? He has a sign. 
Well, he spins it around for money. He stands outside the strip mall where yep. uh, Puerto Verde is. Yes, mm. the sign this says Puerto wash. Verde. Now, I've been in Puerto Rico for work, and there is a Puerto Verde. So, are they being stupid, the filmmakers? I mean, no, it's just a name, I guess. Someone looked it up on a encyclopedia. This is before That's right. Back uh, then they, they asked, um, remember the kid from the Encyclopedia Britannica commercials? Mm-hmm. Oh, with the glasses and the blonde hair? He's Stan Freeberg's kid. He, Stan Freeberg directed those. Stan Freeberg did Dragnet. He was like, you know, a madman type of uh, car, uh, humorist from the 50s. He was in It's Madman, Madman World uh-huh. uh, as Ooh, one of the guys, one of the police officers. History of America, do you remember Stan Freeberg? Uh, St. George and the Dragonette. We just, we're here to get the dragon, ma'am. Dun, 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 dun. Now look, they're saving bad guy reporter from an alligator. What she doesn't know is really it was a chocodile. A chocodile from Hostess? Do you, don't you remember the Twinkie with the chocolate? With the chocodile? Yeah, they don't chocodile. bite. They don't bite. They get bit. They get bit. They get bit. Whoa. I think I had to stop eating Hostess after Choco Dials. I said, this is just too good of an idea. (laughs) (laughs) Chocolate covered Twinkie? Vial from Brooke, and they're going to capsize, of course. Oh, so it's going to mix with the water? Is he going to lose the file? That would be a good. You're out. That would be a good uh, premise, Mike, but but no, that won't happen. You saw the movie Cabin Fever, right? It got into the water and they got all fucked up. Oh, that's a great movie. Wait, is Cabin it? Fever, was that with um, a Eli- Get a Life guy? It might be. Eli Roth directed that movie. kind of came became popular. But he plays a character in that movie that's so fucking funny. Ooh. He shows up as this hippie. Uh, it's just oh, I'm like thinking of Cabin Dalton. Boy. What's the name of it? Cabin, Cabin Fever. Fever. Cabin Fever. Okay. It's a scary horror movie. I had to fast forward through most of it. Oh, Should really I good. see it? Yeah, yeah, you should. Okay, now they're doing... Look, she's so good in this film. Yeah, she is funny. She's always got her cigar. Yeah. Hmm. Well, they lost their motivation. <laughs> oh, look out. Now look. Come on. She's so great. What's oh she my doing? god, she's <laughs> water skiing and crocodiles? Yeah, see you later. Crocodiles. After a while, alligator. <laughs> Have you ever heard the real song where that expression comes from? Yeah. It's pretty fun. Oh, my God. This is the craziest. Bonk. Bored to death. He was going to lit him with a stick or that paddle. It was either or. Amber's up. Wait, wait. Uh, See how he hit him with the paddle? He was going to hit him with the stick or the paddle. It was either or. Oh, come on. You heard me say or to death, I'll be here all week. Oh, please. I I did contribute or to death. I'm not leaving this show until I say it again. (laughs) Oh, no, don't do it. My cocaine. Brooke, you fucker. That was my coke. No, don't worry. She's got more. She's not necessary. You know what's funny? Wait, uh, where's the cartoonist? Oh, 
Okay, so this kind there of doesn't is. make sense to me. There's fire in the water. Uh, how do you put it out? How do you put it out? How do you get away from fire in the water? Now, you see how they use the fuel to start that fire, but later in the movie we find out that the fuel is a fraud. So I don't get this movie. That's a fraud. Doesn't make sense. So they do get the the, the vial at the end. Yeah, well, she just poured it into the water, and he's saying that that's fake. <laughs> oh no! Double he's take. He's cutting this film. He's really good. He <laughs> looked gulp. Excuse me, guys. Nature gloves. That's not very fancy. It's just it's kind of plain. <laughs> I mean, you think because it lands on the water, it's fancy, but it's just. Well, it's he's bringing breakfast. It's a plain bagel. <laughs> it's a plain bagel. Those boats are cool because you can land on water. Who ever thought of that idea? Like we're having trouble with your boat, your plane design. Yeah, right. It's great. It gets it up in the air, but when it lands in the water, it sinks. Wow, your boat can fly? Oh. Oh, what was that? That was a wipe. We rarely see that in this film. We see it like two or three times. You it's know like how a crocodile wipe. Yeah. Like the crocodile was eating the, 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 the teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Bye -bye, your Mike. boat can fly? Whoa. Wow. Really? That's James Manfield's car? Can I touch it? Okay, now what they're going to do, they're showing, just like the professor did in the film, that the gas is empty. And they're saying, see, it's just water. What are you doing? Whoa. Now here's the vial, which I don't understand why they don't bring it back and have it analyzed. Right, well, why was, waste it? Well, she did waste it. She threw it in the water, and now it's, it's filled up again. <laughs> now, Timothy Dalton is, like, talking to him like they're stupid, and the artist is just rolling his eyes. This is like solid entertainment for everyone. They've never seen a, a car before. Yeah, forget it. This is more Rex Harrison MD shit. I'm out of here. Funny how the gas tank is in the middle of it. And that's probably true. Oh, he finally hung up his sign. What for? I don't know. It represents. Hey, it works. Hey. Yay, here we go. Try not to kill us and take our invention. Maybe I'm wrong about the fraud thing. I thought Charles During said that, and I've seen this several times. But okay, anyway, you can see how powerful the fuel is. Yeah, makes film go quicker. <laughs> boing -a -boing -a oh, I'm missing the sound effects. Sound effects provided by Mel Blank. <laughs> Oh, Rochester, I would like to ride my jalopy. Oh, All right, get Mel Brooks into the studio. Ah, <laughs> uh, That's my 
well, no, uh... Brenda Starr finally ended in 2011 as a comic. Um, That's crazy. They had gotten down to 65 newspapers only, and it wasn't profitable for the Chicago Tribune anymore. And, um, you know, the original uh, author, Dahlia, she had long ago retired by the time it uh, failed. She had complaints about the new authors, the new... She was like, it It doesn't look, it isn't stylish like it used to. She used to do stuff like she would draw in like her nipple throwing, showing through the blouse and then the censors would get an eraser. She I did all that. sorts of stuff. It was canceled one time in Boston because she was smoking a polka dot cigar and Boston didn't like a woman smoking a cigar. That's crazy. You know, I, I've, I read up on, I'm a big fan of Beetle Bailey and I read his book, Mark Dr- mm. uh, Walker's book. And his editors would also remove uh, any kind of belly button or nipples. And he got so pissed off, he drew this beach scene. And the editors had a beetle belly belly button box where they would take out the belly buttons and put it in there. Well, that was actually in this movie, and I didn't bring it up at the time. It was in the hotel room in Puerto Rico when he was taking a bath. She's like, what's that? What's that? And he goes, what? He goes, did you have an accident? What is that? She goes, oh, it's a belly button. Everyone has one. Not everybody has one. They go, oh, well, you see the censors. And then she explains. That's so interesting. That's actually in the movie? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, like, comic strips, they have a legacy. They have uh, assistants. The assistants take over long after the creator is retired or passed away. Uh, Or the case of Peanuts, they keep them in, but as classic Peanuts. Mm. And also, I have to complain. Newspapers have long ago shrunk the the comic strips into like this size and cram them into one page. It's no yeah. longer two pages. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of complaints about the art and shit like that, but cheaper to. Okay, so now Libby is totally well, but, but she's becoming such a bad guy. She's trying to get the formula, tying them up and everything. Damn it. Freeze! Okay, come on. the gun in living daylight. Yeah, right. <laughs> he licensed the. Would you like a view to a kill? <laughs> what are those Timothy Dalton Bond movies? He buys a carton of cigarettes. It's like this great scene where he places the carton of cigarettes down on the table. Um, He did two. He did The Living Daylights and License to Kill. Yeah. And I don't remember Living Daylights. Living Daylights is good. He plays him really angry and nasty, and there's a skiing scene. But Adam's right. The next movie he did, it was like a TV show. Now, he never married her, but he was in a serious long-term relationship with Vanessa Redgrave. And they were in two movies together. And check this out. I used to have a lot of respect for him, and then it says here he briefly dated Whoopi Goldberg. Look, good for well, Whoopi Goldberg. He obviously has a type. And as a regular <laughs> here, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> he obviously has a type. Female. Uh, figures, right? Vagina-wielding women. Now, this is supposed to be hilarious, and it doesn't really come off as so funny, but... Wipe! Wipe. What is that, like a curtain wipe? Oh, into a cartoon? Yeah. The Beetle Bailey? Black oh, Orchid. Black Orchid. 
So they get out, I guess. I guess they get out. Excuse me, honey. This is not very graceful. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, this is the, like, I love you and everything, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to like the writer. Yeah, he doesn't eat black orchids to survive. Yeah, <laughs> and his, the front of his, his crotch is not flat. Uh, right. Guys. He's got what you would call it, a penis? He yeah, does. He's got, got a, an any and an Audi, if you know what I'm saying. Hey. <laughs> he's got an Audi, all right. An any and out, in an Audi. Originally, his face was malfunctioning, but then the, the software company issued a patch. Uh, I'll edit reject, that out. I reject it. I reject it. <laughs> the last time my name is not Adams. Why do you keep nicknaming me that? Look me. Look deep in my eye. Taking this part out. We're not live or anything. You. They'll be watching the movie at this. Point. Yeah, they'll be watching the movie. Okay, back to cartoons, and you know it's kind of like just reminding us that it is a cartoon. It's so late into the film. We're wrapping up now. We're, you know, Act 3 really? has happened. Is this Sunday already? Or right. Monday strip? <laughs> yeah, you would follow a story in a comic strip, and it would wrap up on a Tuesday, and a new story would start. Oh, running. my God. The, the engine the, melt? Yeah, look what the engine did, the fuel did to the engine. Wait, there's no dialogue, or? Yeah, right. It's just music, right, Carl? I don't understand why. I think we might have chosen the wrong version to watch. Right, so you didn't notice this in the other 12 times you watched. Well, I was watching that other one. Remember the first one I told Yeah. Miracle fuel of fake! It isn't true that it's a fake. So now Libby's getting in lots of trouble. You promised me a scoop! I'm well, sorry we picked the wrong version. It's a fake. There's the door. Okay. <laughs> There's what? the window. There's a book. <laughs> That's the window, yeah. That's a bird. Here, here's your garbage can. What's your point? Oh, oh that star. Brenda Star. Yeah, well, I'll get drag. you in the sequel, Brenda. Oh, now, geez. Brenda will come through the door, and of course, just like always, she's just off a big story. Oh, yeah, Brenda. Hey. Every time she comes in, everyone's like, oh, but it's always deserved. It's like the beginning of the other guys where they celebrate Samuel Jackson and The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. You did great. Shut the fuck up. There's Charles again. What did she do exactly? She found the fuel, learned it was a fake. She she went for it. She got it. She found the professor. I don't know. Got a whole big story. Oh, oh I mean, the whole movie? Is that what you mean? But Libby spent a lot of newspaper money to steal the formula that turned out to be like sort of like a fraud. She broke the story that it was a fraud. Yeah. Yes. Uh, someone left their black orchid on my desk. Yeah, that's right. Oh, calling card of Basil St. John. This is my oh, calling card. It's a lunch date. <laughs> I yeah. brought the lunch. Wait, this is silk. Wait, is he going to go back out? How does he get himself out? I... They're both going to go out together. What? It's what the real it? world? He's going into the real world. 
Here he is. In yeah, his just like real... that. There's no his like take suit. on me montage or anything like that. I'll be there. there she is. Ooh, 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 ooh. Take on me. <laughs> yeah, that is like uh, I was like, what was who did I I forgot who sang that song, but then uh -huh. I, I had my aha moment. <laughs> Sorry, I stepped on that. Okay, well, Steve Poston over. wrote that joke. Steve Poston wrote that. Joke. Oh, all right, Steve Poston. Oh, Steve Poston. Who you know is Postman. He's like a pun guy. Is there ever a stand-up comedian who is a pun guy? There is now. Uh, this yeah, is Wizard of Id. Wizard of Id. Wizard of Id. Yeah, how did he get that name? I was reading Freud at the time. Look at the sparkles. The spark happens all the time. Hello. 